Hey, you guys! Welcome to a, another edition of the Football Goonies Fantasy Football Podcast. Bone Zone Edition. H-Town Bone Zone. I'm your host, Jason Seplett, bringing you the week four review and week five preview for the league. Exciting stuff this week. Some big performances, some big disappointments. Uh, I'm going to jump into it, give you my hot takes and uh, all my true and accurate analysis. So let's get into it. The first matchup was the Christian Sanity versus Total Bone Down. Uh, I think this might be the lowest score in QB history for two players that played the entire game. But uh, they both were awful. Joe Burrow versus Daniel Jones. We're talking 1.7 versus negative 1.25 points. Oof. Terrible. Obviously. At the receiver position, Justin Jefferson was awesome. But A.J. Brown had the yards and the big plays and uh, outscored him 41.5 to 26.5 points. Uh, The bludgeoning does not stop there. His Christian Sanity, of course, has Christian McCaffrey. Scoring 51.5 points versus Joe Mixon's 8.6 points. The total bone down had the cojones to bring in Cole Komet and even the score a little bit, burning the crap out of Njoku's points and face, 27.5 versus 10.5 points. Uh, Evans and Flowers were a wash play at 7.8 points, even though Flowers was the only one that played a full game. Uh, some more makeup points from Brandon Ayuk at 20 over Michael Thomas's 9. Hopkins lost it to Butker, though. And then the big, uh, the big squash on any chance of a comeback came when Pittsburgh's defense, putting up negative 1 points, went over the 33-point juggernaut of Seattle. Final score, Christian Sanity, 165.8 to 94.22. Uh, another positive note for him, he also had Stafford do decently well, and he wasted Isaiah Pacheco and, and Alan Lazard's probably best game of their season. Uh, so hopefully next week they will not help him, but good win. Next up, we had football team versus Sonny Koufax in a turd Ferg Bowl. Derek Carr broke chicken wing, getting in the lineup over Baker Mayfield. Would that prove costly? Let's find out. Carr only put up 1.18 points. And Baker Mayfield sitting down there with what? 30.94 points. Oof. That is rough. Picking the wrong QB in the matchup. Versus, of course, the greatest quarterback alive, Justin Fields. Uh, In no way putting up 36.9 points only because Denver's play. It's because he's so good, people. I promise you. Uh, at the wide receiver position, Tyree Kill had a very mediocre game, only scoring 10 points in that horrific loss, while uh, Derek Carr at least screwed over Sonny Koufax's Chris Olave, only getting 1.4 points. The running backs were pretty much wash as Damian Pierce and Jameer Gibbs put up uh, 11.5 versus 9 points, uh, but then the... The uh, football team comes in with the haymaker of Dalton Schultz over George Kittle with the 12-point deficit on that. A little bit of a point deficit with Jerry Judy over Tank Dell. 
and a bigger deficit of Adam Thielen over Mims. Basically, he made up ground of 13, let's say 12, 16, 7, about 23 points there between those three players. Both kickers suck because kickers suck. And ultimately, you think football team's going to pull it out despite missing out on the 30 points from Baker Mayfield. But then here comes in Las Vegas versus Dallas defense with a 25-point deficit. Dallas putting up 30 points. Final score, Sonny Koufax gets in the win column, 92.85 versus 66.78. And yes, the Baker Mayfield uh, miss was huge. Also, a notable miss was Alvin Kamara sitting there on the bench with 21.4 points, pretty much entirely from catches. That would have been a smart play over Jerry Judy or anyone else. But uh, ultimately, Baker Mayfield is what what ran you into the ground. Next up, coming off licking his wounds from uh, the beating I gave him, Rumble Ponies versus the high-flying Pollard Express. Uh, Ryan really hasn't come into a, a match not the favorite. And this was no different, but Baldy said he was looking on to this matchup, and let's see how it turned out. Tua, trash, sorry, he sucks, terrible. Uh, If this was a concussion league, he'd obviously get more points, but in this matchup, he barely got just, or he just got under, couldn't even hit 14 points versus Trevor Lawrence, 18 and a half points. Um, But Baldy tried to lose, Put in Debo Samuel in a, uh, I guess in the uh, decoy slot, but unfortunately he didn't realize it was a wide receiver slot, putting up only 0.6 points to the 15 and a half Devonte Adams dropped. Matt Burita uh, outscored Samasha P Ryan. These are real running backs in a game. 12.8 versus five and a half. Uh, Baldy had Jake Ferguson with 14.7 over Darren Waller, 5.1. No one saw that coming this season, but it's been pretty evident if you've been watching the games. Uh, the flex position, we'll go the lower flex first. Michael Pittman getting outscored by Waddle on the Pollard Express side, 4.5 to 8.5. Uh, Dicker and Tucker both <laughs> suck, uh, combining for 10 points, 6 and 4. And then Ryan tried to make a last-ditch effort with the 19 points from Baltimore defense over Cleveland's five. Now, Rumble Ponies is sitting there going like, man, why didn't I play David Montgomery Thursday night? He got me 37 points on my bench. Pollard Express is thinking, I'm in the lead. I'm doing good. Who cares if I didn't play C.J. Stroud with 33.84 points on my bench? Both teams missed a little bit. But ultimately, it was the Pollard Express who missed more, as his keepsake name, Tony Pollard, only scored nine points to the Houston Texans wide receiver number one, Nico Collins, scoring 38.8 points and delivering 100.88 to 80.68 victory to the Rumble Ponies. That's right, folks, in a game where... The Dallas defense scored 30 points, and New England only scored three points, while Denver or Dallas put up 38 points. Tony Pollard only scored nine points in a game where the Texans demolished Pittsburgh. Somehow the receiver was the one who came out ahead, and 
delivered Baldy his win over the Pollard Express, humbling him a little bit. Next up, we got the H-Town Pants Droppers versus Hog Swing. At the QB position, we got two juggernauts and Patty Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. Herbert gets a broken hand, but that doesn't matter because Patrick Mah- Patrick Mahomes is worse than Zach Wilson this week, putting up only 16 points to the 24 points of Justin Herbert. And at the wide receiver position, Pants Dropper's like, that doesn't matter because I'm going to play Steph Diggs with his three touchdowns. And you're only going to play Jamar Chase with his crummy broke leg quarterback, scoring 36 points over 14.5 for Jamar Chase. At the running back position, pretty much a wash because Travis Etienne is the same thing as Zach Moss. 10.2 to 9 points. H-Town Pounce Droppers did seed a full .8 points to Dallas Goddard playing the broke Pat Fryermuth. But either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, Hawk Swang tried to make a little bit of a comeback with DK Metcalf putting up 12.5 versus Miles Sanders 6. But then Pickens couldn't do anything. Jacoby Myers couldn't do anything, and neither of them really contributed. At the defensive position, Denver outscored Buffalo by two points. And ultimately, this came down to the superb play of Steph Diggs and another Houston degenerate bringing a win, Kyle Fairbairn, Farbarn, Fairbairn. Scoring seven more points than Dan Carlson, giving H-Town Pants Droppers the win over Hog Swing, 103.62 to 87.08. Congratulations. Next up, we got Drew's sinking ship looking to continue his winning ways versus the criminal chasm. Uh, unfortunately, this was a real crap fest of game, so let's just get into it. Goff and Prescott, neither of them need to do anything in a winning game. Wilson, I mean, he's just what he is now with Zach Wilson. Ridley, after getting an early touchdown, didn't do much else in London. Probably a little jet-lagged. Aaron Jones in his first run back uh, did nothing in that Detroit whomping over Green Bay. Same with James Conner versus San Francisco. Kyle Pitts sucks. Zach Ertz gets volume, even though he doesn't get yards. Tuta Outwell had an eh game, but A.J. Dillon is crap burger. Uh, Jordan Addison got a goose egg. That was a wild one. Brees Hall was eh. Aubrey, kicker. One kicker was better than the other kicker, and I'll let you know. The Minnesota kicker was the one that let you down. And Tampa defense was better than Cincinnati, and that was actually a shocking one. And ultimately, the deciding factor as the final score, or so Tampa was uh, 16 versus 4. And uh, the final score was Drew sinking ship 72.24, sinking criminal chasm 61.10. I guess Drew's recipe for success and continued winning is making sure the team across from you is scoring the least amount of points that week. Next up, we have. Taylor Travis Swift looking to get in the win column versus Matt's excellent team. Brock Purdy versus Jalen Hurts. Purdy put up a good show, but Hurts ultimately scored more points. Broke Rib Higgins versus Mari Cooper. Both were disappointing under four points. Um, James Cook had a great game. I thought he played fantastic. 
but that is no recipe against Khalil Herbert versus Denver. Khalil Herbert getting played on a team somehow. Uh, it's it's gotten to that point, but he did put up 25.2 points to Cooks, 14.7. Ingram and Kelsey were somehow in wash as Ingram outscored Kelsey by 0.9 points, probably because he's too drained from banging the crap out of Swifty. Uh, Travis Swift did, though, have the foresight to put on Devon Achan, newly uh, found superstar. He's been on his team as a dart throw, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be his keeper next year. Uh, versus Justice Hill, that was just a bludgeoning, bludgeoning as Achan scored 10 times the points. Uh, any team rolling Kadarius Toney, uh, you get what you get versus Dubs having a good game. Bass did all right, but Jacksonville defense, of course, gave Swifty even more points, 22. And ultimately, this one wasn't even close at uh, 136.12 to 99.66. And this is a win coming with the fact that Lamar Jackson was sitting on the bench for Swifty. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I, just, I don't understand it. I guess he was just going for the safety. Uh, worried about Cleveland defense, but uh, ultimately it didn't matter. Congratulations, Taylor, on your first win. Uh, normally, we reserve my matchup for the last one as it's usually the best matchup, but uh, I decided to take a week off. I felt bad just working against everyone, and uh, if you listened to the last podcast, you would know I had to play people like Josh Allen everywhere, so course they're gonna go off because i played him in three different friggin leagues (sighs) ultimately uh gina smith was disappointing in a win when he didn't need to be utilized in uh chris godwin sat on my bench but it didn't really matter because gino got me nine points josh allen got him 50 points and i basically lost to a mediocre team with one good piece uh 16 points from amon raw 13 points from Kenneth Walker, one point from Luke Musgrave, less than 10 points for Lockett. Grave Davis got 15, but with a touchdown. I mean, it was just like, eh, 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 eh. Mayer is a good kicker, I guess, so that's one good play. But ultimately, if you have Josh Allen, you're probably going to win any given week. And that was the case, me losing 87 to 127.6. Congratulations, Ryan, on your win and my demise. So... Let's get back to it. Normally, that is the marquee matchup of the week, but I wanted to highlight a slugfest between uh, Senior Rapey versus Hawked and Loaded. That's right, LaDonna Explosiva versus Hawked and Loaded, the defending champion. Now, you're thinking to yourself, how could a person that harbors a fugitive possibly win? Well... Only when that fugitive is forced out due to injury can your team thrive, and thrive did he do with his highest score of the year. Uh, So let's get into it. Jordan Love versus Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, the better quarterback. Kirk Cousins, like number one or two quarterback in the league, right? In a winning matchup, he's going to do well. Nope. He started the game off with the pick six, ultimately had 90 or 9.56 points to Jordan Love's 17.64, and that was in a bad matchup for Jordan Love. He did not play well. 
Uh, Christian Watson, 10 points in a bad game. First game back, so you just like to see him being out there. Versus Devonta Smith on Hawk and Loaded side, almost 15 points. Uh, Bijan had a decent game, almost 22 points. But Derrick Henry had a bigger game at 29.38 points. Mark Andrews destroyed TJ Hawkinson finally showing up. So uh, LaDonna Explosiva got a little 25 to 4.5 point uh, advantage. Josh Jacobs had a massive game at 27.9 for the defending champ. But Puka Nakua decided to finally score a touchdown this season, having a huge game of 33.5 points. Um, but then a haymaker came back from Hocked and Loaded, 17.9 to 9.5 on the Swift versus Jerome Ford. Then he's like, my kicker's better than you. 18 versus 5 points. And you're like, oh my gosh, who's going to come out on top? Well, I'll tell you who's going to come out on top. That dirty, dirty rapist team. Because both San Francisco and New Orleans scored three points. And ultimately, I sit here looking at a bench with a 27-point DJ Moore, a 10.5-point Jaden Reed, an 11.5-point Rashid Shahid. I, I look at all these things, and I just think to myself, why couldn't you play star quarterback Justin Fields number one weapon like how could you not do that over DeAndre Swift ultimately the lesson is if you don't trust in the greats you're gonna lose and lose he did final score the rapists 126.64 Hocked and loaded, 124.94. In the marquee matchup of the week, less than two points dividing them. Hell of a game, boys. Hell of a game. And that thus concludes week four. I'll give a quick week five preview. Uh, Quick note, bye weeks are starting, so check your lineups. I'm just going to go on projected points this week because I don't feel like really breaking it down. Uh, Derek Carr's hurt. Daniel Jones. Uh, total bone down is going to win if he gets a kicker. Next up. Uh, and that was total bone down versus uh, football team. Next up, we got Hogswing versus Sonny Koufax. Uh, Hogswing has Justin Herbert and DK Metcalf on bye week. And... He's got Anthony Richardson. That's not bad. What do you got? Just field. I'm gonna say Hogswing wins. Nope. Oh, Zach Moss. Uh, yeah, Hogswing wins. That's right. All right. H Town Pants Droppers versus Criminal Chasm. H Town Pants Droppers wins. Criminal Chasm's on a downward spiral, sitting in last place. Uh, the Rapists versus uh, Ryan Splendid Team. Ryan Splendid Team is without a running back this week entirely. Yeah, he's got no running back. And he's got no defense because of the bye weeks. And 
Of course, the rapist has no bye weeks that really affect him other than his bye weeks off. Uh, I'm going to say Ryan's splendid team wins because he's got Josh Allen. And even a rapist on a bye week still should not win. So, sorry, LaDonna, you lose. Next up, we got Travis Swift versus Hocked and Loaded. Uh, no bye weeks, it looks like, for the top performers. Uh, looks like it projected close game. I am going to pick... I'm going to pick Travis Swift to win just because Devon A. Chan needs to have a big game for me in my Dynasty League. So, you get a win, Taylor. You get a win. Next up, we have Christian Sanity versus Max. Excellent team. Again, uh, Christian Sanity's got one bye week on his tight end, but his tight end's trash. Uh, so, we're just going to give him the win because he's got Christian McCaffrey. And on the other side, I see... The hope that Taylor and Barkley are back this week, and the hope that Higgins plays with a broken rib. So, uh, just give me Christian Sanity win and continue to roll. Baldy, Rumble Ponies versus Drew's Sinking Ship. Uh, Baldy's got a kicker and defense problem, and obviously no Eckler. Uh, I'm guessing after last week, though, he will sub in David Montgomery, which will be a smart move. And ultimately, he'll probably win. Nope. Both quarterbacks are going to suck because Prescott's playing San Francisco. Lawrence is playing Buffalo. And... Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to take Rumble Ponies to win. That's right. I said it. I'm going to do it. Go Baldy. And then, of course, uh, I'm playing my buddy Ryan, the Pollard Express, versus Duke Silver Bullets. And, of course, Ryan has no bye weeks. Meanwhile, I have Geno Smith on bye, and Keenan Allen on bye, and Chris Godwin on bye, and buys, 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 and injuries right now. Deontay Johnson would have been nice to have. So I'm rolling guys like Ramondre Stevenson out right now. Uh, I'm hoping Raheem Mostert has to bounce back. And I don't know what quarterback I'm getting off the waiver wire. So ultimately, I'm going to pick Ryan to win just because he had the luck of the matchups. Meanwhile, I continue to have the... I think I have the most points in the league still. Yeah, how am I 2-2 two and two and I have the most points in the league? That's crazy. Like, that, that shouldn't happen. I mean, I always just get screwed on bye weeks and points, and you're hearing me complain about it, so we're going to stop doing that. But uh, Ryan for the win, so pick your picks accordingly, but that's how I see it. Anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed my 100% accurate and uh, highly entertaining review of Week 4, and look forward to a great week in fantasy other than for Ryan's team. So... Have fun, uh, enjoy, and remember, as always, Goonies never say die.